From the playing fields to the sidelines, from Florida to California, from the Big 12 to the Big 10, welcome to the wide world of RAF. Live from the 93.7 The Ticket studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Chris Raff. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is the Wide World of Ralph on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Wednesday night, and we have a guest tonight. We have the newly minted head football coach of the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks, Grant Trainowitz in the well, in the house. He's via via satellite, I I, I should say. So, <laughs> what is up, Mister Coach Trainowitz? Hey, not much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome, awesome. We got we got Harrison here with us too, running the ones and twos, which he he loves to do. But I just wanted to get you on the show here tonight. You know, I've man, I feel like I've known you for a pretty long time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My whole life, for sure. <laughs> and before, I think I think I even yeah, I knew. I knew your parents way back in the day. It's it's crazy to think, man, taking over the taking over the reins of Lincoln Southwest. I was thinking about it as we're coming on the air tonight. Two sleeps and it's game day. Yeah, it's uh man, this summer has just flown by and these uh fall camp, it's just been crazy how fast everything's gone and yeah, two sleeps and we're there. Game on. So just want to, you know, get to know you a little bit. I want to ask you, you know, how did how did the love of football how did it how did it start for you how it you're growing up what 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 brought you into this this crazy world of football yeah i i don't know if i can pinpoint uh a specific time i just know um you know my dad watching it when i was growing up so i kind of start to pick up on it and watch it with him um and back then you know nebraska was dominating college football so watching those games and and uh you know going over to your mom and dad's house and watching some of those games uh it just piqued an interest um then playing it when i was growing up and uh just really falling in love with kind of the strategy and the uh the thinking that goes behind the game not just you know running into guys as fast as you can but also the strategy behind it and um i just kind of pick it up and pick it up and ran with it Awesome. Awesome. You know, because I, I remember back in the day, you know, when, when you were just a little kid, I, I, I had you pegged as becoming the next country music star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember, yeah. Back in the day uh, when I was in elementary school, I remember really, really digging music, uh, big time Garth Brooks fan and my Garth Brooks hat, my Garth Brooks shirt. Um, and I remember um, back in the journal star I used to do like kids talk. I know one time I was at the children's museum and they, they asked if you could be famous for anything, what would you be famous for? And I remember said country music singing. I not a great singer by any means, but yeah, that's what I wanted to do when I was super young. <laughs> I re I remember back in the day, gosh, you probably four or five years old, maybe younger. And you knew like every single word to all the songs. I, I that always impressed me. I was like, Holy cow, this, this guy knows what's up with singing little, little <laughs> the little kid times. So growing up, who were, who were some of your mentors? uh like from a football standpoint football life we we, we all, all the listeners out there they they want to they want to know about the new head football coach lincoln southwest okay. yeah sure um i know uh you know kind of going back to uh, you know nebraska kind of dominating the scenes so, you know learning about uh coach osborne uh, was good i know uh you know my dad 
taking me to a lot of sporting events. Um, Michael Mark taking me to some practices. So those are some guys you look up to. Um, when I started playing high school football, uh, Coach King was my head coach. I learned a lot from him, uh, not only about playing the game, but just about life and, and being a good person. And um, as you go on from there, you kind of when you when I knew I wanted to get into coaching and then you start to look at some other guys in the profession, guys that you, uh, you know, their philosophy resonates with you. Um, they stick out to you as being someone you want to emulate like, uh, oh, man. Um, like Dave Aranda, like nowadays, um, I, I feel like him and me are, are pretty similar into how we approach the game and just our demeanors and things like that. Um, obviously coach rule, it's been awesome to see what he's doing here in the state now. And, and, and he's saying a lot of the, a lot of really great things to get you excited about what's going on this fall. Awesome. What, um, so, so what, what was, I, I know the answers, well, because I've known you for a while now, but so you grew up, you grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska then? Yes. Yep. Uh, born and raised, lived here all my life. Awesome. And then what, what was your football journey like before you decided you wanted to become a coach? Um, so I started, uh, probably like most kids playing flag football when you're in elementary school and then playing through the, uh, uh, the midget football program here in town, uh, back when security mutual and security financial was a thing. I know all the names have basically changed now, <laughs> so I don't know what the security program is now, but played for them. And then, uh, uh, Southwest opened up my freshman year. And so brand new building. Uh, we had about 98 kids out for football, freshmen, just freshmen, 98 freshmen out for football that year. Um, so played on the freshman team that year, uh, played football my four years there. Um, I, you know, I just an average player. I wasn't anything too special, but um, I knew that my football playing journey was probably done after high school. I wasn't really good enough to play in college, but I knew that I wanted to get back into coaching. So uh, when I went to college, I, I started, uh, I went to UNL for a year, uh, kind of took a year off from the whole football thing, from playing, from coaching. But I mean, I, I knew what I wanted to do. So that following my freshman year, I, I got a hold of Coach King to see if he had any volunteer openings, um, let me be part of his staff. And he, he did. He had an opening. So the very next year, is, I think it's the fall of 2008, fall of 2007. I uh, started coaching at Southwest as a as a volunteer freshman assistant, and I've kind of been there ever since. Just uh, you know, working my way up from an unpaid volunteer to being a freshman assistant, the head freshman coach, um, a varsity assistant, varsity defensive coordinator, and uh, now the head coach at Southwest. That's awesome. So I'm sure you've had a few great moments in the coaching and playing career. What what are some of the moments that stand out to you as some of the best moments in your foot your football life so far? Well, back when uh, I was playing at Southwest, uh, my senior year, we played for a state championship. So getting to play in Memorial Stadium and, and, and warming up on the field and the whole community, the whole Southwest community being out there, that was that sticks out. Um, so all the friendships you make and the, the relationships you make, all the guys that I played football with, you know, you stay in touch with all the guys in my wedding party when I got married, you know, they're all relationships I made through football. Um, coaching wise, I, you know, I always remember my first game as a defensive coordinator at Southwest, uh, playing against Papillion, um, at Seacrest and, um, 
oh man, 2017, we ended up winning that game. We gave a lot of points, but uh, <laughs> we ended up winning the game. <laughs> all that matters is um, you win the game. That's all, what I tell everyone. Yeah, win the yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Our, our offense had a good game that game, so uh, they won it for us. Um, that was the first year. So 2017, that was the first year Nebraska was playing Friday night games in the Big Ten. So we were one of the schools that got picked to play at Memorial Stadium on a Saturday when they were out of there. So we played North Platte in Memorial Stadium there. So we're just coming back to coach there and be on the sideline. And, and that was really cool. Um, 2018, we had a really talented team. We went up uh, to Grand Island, which is always a really tough place to play. And we were able to pull off an upset there. And that was just really cool. The atmosphere there, uh, the bus ride homes. Um, so those moments really stick out to me. Awesome. And come, you come from an amazing family. And like I said, known, known your parents forever, uncles. I, I think I've met pretty much a lot, a lot of your family there. Any, any like maybe shout outs you might want to give tonight. I, I know those, those wives and kids that sometimes they like hearing their names <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. So yeah, tonight, uh, you know, usually about this time of night, I'm uh, hanging out with my four-year-old Blake. Um, whether, you know, getting her ready for bed, brushing her teeth or, or, or doing something with her. So, uh, yeah, my wife, Abby's on, uh, daughter duty night. Uh, Blake really wanted to hang out with me down here while I was doing this, but nice. that, probably, that probably wouldn't have went too well. So yeah, our, our one-year-old's asleep right now, uh, a couple floors above me. And, uh, yeah, my wife and Blake are probably playing Barbies or, or reading books right now. So they're, they're holding down the fort, and especially during the fall season, man, that, you know, Abby's like, a a single mom with as much as I'm gone and, and, uh, spending time on the weekends, uh, working, working with students. And so I, I definitely wouldn't be able to do this without her. So shout out to shout out to my family and my girls tonight. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what, what are some of your other hobbies that you might, you have, you know, football, it's all consuming. I know, especially during the season, it's probably watching tape and scouting and all that and making sure your team's all, you know, mining their P's and Q's. But um, what, <laughs> yeah. what are some of your hobbies when you're, when you're not coaching football? Yeah, so uh, if I got any assistant coaches uh, listening tonight, they're probably all laughing right now because I, <laughs> they know I, I really don't have a whole lot of hobbies. Uh, I, I work year uh, – I spend year-round kind of working on football and, and becoming better. But on those uh, occasions where I do have some uh, non-football time, um, you know, playing with my girls is, is pretty fun, going to watch them do things. Um, watching a show with my wife, you know, uh, either on Netflix or Apple TV or something like that. Um, enjoy reading every now and then, um, fiction, nonfiction. So I, that's probably a little known fact about me is I read a lot, but other than that, I'm, I don't know, a pretty simple guy, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Where, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go next? I'm trying to, I got so many things I want to talk to you about. So I'm just sort of like gauging it out how I want to you know, get to those hard hitting questions, you know, so yeah, we, we <laughs> sure. might have some players listening too, because we do have uh zero zero four nine says that's my head coach. Go Hawks. So again, start a Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. You guys can always join the show that way. And also put a face to the voice streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo channel nine five one. Harrison's got a voice for that. <laughs> yeah. a long a, intro. I, I run out of breath. Sometimes. I see a future for you in that. <laughs> you, you have, you have any, you have any questions for coach Trainowitz? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of curious, when you first got that head coaching job, you know, what in your eyes was going to be the biggest challenge, you know, moving on from a coordinator to being taking over as a head coach? Yeah, uh, well, now, uh, you know, I'm not just responsible for my side of the ball. I'm uh, responsible for everything. And so 
some of the biggest things where you, you, you're getting used to, you know, inventory and equipment, uh, you're setting dates for the banquets and team meals and, and uh, making sure everyone's eligible for practice and got all their paperwork done. You're responsible for everybody's behavior on the team now, whereas in the past, uh, you know, if, if someone wasn't doing something, you just referred them to Coach Sherm, <laughs> uh, the former head coach at the time. So uh, just, and, you know, it, it really hasn't been a whole lot different. Um, I, I still spend most of my time on the defensive side of the ball. I got a bunch of great guys working on the offensive side that I trust completely. So they take a lot off my plate there. Um, but yeah, just the biggest thing has been really setting the dates for everything. Um, making sure everyone's eligible and at practice and then taking care of just any type of behaviors that crop up in our program. So then it's been, man, I, I've been out of the high school football game for a long time. Um, I will say that you're one of those guys that has piqued my interest, of course. And I, I remember right when I saw that the Southwest job had came open, I, I believe I messaged your dad or saw your dad and I was like, is Grant interested? <laughs> Let me know. Is there anything I can do to help this process or whatever? But, um, what, well, I guess the question I have is back in my time, the co all the coaches, they taught at the school. Are, are you a teacher then at Southwest or, or what is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I teach in the uh, PE department over at Southwest. So you got, man, you got the full day, and then you got to do the coaching, and man, that's, who that's a lot. Yeah, being the head coach, it, it's a lot to take over. You kind of mentioned it, you know, you you're in charge of the whole team now, um, and a lot of that is having to coach your own coaches up to make sure that your message is reaching the whole team because it can't be anywhere, it can't be everywhere all the time. So. You know, what is your process for that and making sure that you're also not just coaching up your players, but your coaches as well? Yeah, so uh, the spring and uh, just having meetings with them, and I think we were just being very clear on um, what our program is going to be about and what I expect from them. I know I know we, we met and um, I kind of gave them like seven bullet points on, you know, anybody that's going to be an assistant coach at Southwest, here are my expectations for you. Um and then just being around in the summer. So usually when we would come into the weight room, I would usually have all our guys kind of meet at the start, like in a group. And I would sometimes give a little speech on how I wanted a day, if there was something we needed to address from the day before. So and all our coaches have been fantastic about being around in the summer. So a lot of times they get to hear me, what I expect from the team and what our standards are. And they kind of take that, and they go off and kind of run their own position groups and doing that. Or like at the end of practice, when we're done um, conditioning and stretching and we're having our team break down and, and they get a, they get to hear me reiterate some of the things that I want us to be about. Uh, one thing we do at the end of our practice is usually one of the first things when everyone comes up is we open it up for player spotlight. So the coaches usually start and if they see anybody that is uh, really demonstrating uh, one of our three core values, they shine a light on it. Uh, everybody claps them up and, uh, they, the player that got spotlighted gets, a, a little helmet talon for, to, to wear for the whole season. Um, so it's been cool to see the coaches embrace that, um, shine a light on the behaviors we want in the program. But it's also kind of cool to see, you know, after the coaches are done, some of the kids stand up and they say, Hey, I want to shout out whoever, because this is why they're doing all this. And then again, everyone claps them up and, and uh, recognize them for those good things they're doing. So how do you how do you go about that when so they 
you get hired to be the head coach. How do you go about selecting like coaching staff? Were there were there guys out there that that you had your eyes on? Like if I ever become a head coach, this is who I might hire. Or is it one of those things that you have to hire within the LPS? Or how do, how does that work? So I I think. Uh, I love the people I work with at Southwest. Um, I asked every single one of them to come back. Um, there were um, a few, like, uh, you know, I hired out uh, Coach Sherm's job, obviously, because he's the athletic director now. And then one of our other guys uh, um, couldn't coach anymore, um, just had other life events going on. Um, so I made two new hires. Um, one of them happens to be a teacher at um, Southwest already, or was or just got hired, so that was – you know, an easy fit. It was, it was kind of awesome there. Uh, but no, you don't necessarily have to be a teacher for Lincoln public schools. I have about like two or three paid coaches on staff that, um, work outside of education. Um, as far as, you know, did I, did I have my eye on some people? Yeah, I, I did. I, you know, I, I knew one, I wanted to be a head coach. And so as you, you know, as you go throughout being an assistant, you kind of make notes of things you like and maybe some things you do differently. And I always knew I wanted to be a head coach someday. I don't, you know, Southwest or if it was another program that would be a good fit. So I always kind of had a, a short list of guys I liked for certain spots. And, and I think I was able to make some of those hires with this position. Awesome. So now we've got game coming up, two sleeps, game day. We've had some like crazy heat the last like week. How how have you managed that? Are you have you guys been practicing in the early mornings, or are you just going out in the middle of the heat and just getting crazy? And, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we've been we've been in the we were in the morning on Monday and Tuesday. So um, uh, Link, uh, Lincoln Public Schools and the Nebraska uh, High School governing body of athletics they have like um, it's called like a, a wet bulb detector thing, and it takes a bunch of different things into consideration wind speed and humidity and temp and all this different stuff that kind of gives you guidelines on what you can and can't do and it's been <laughs> the past what, three three days it's just been blacked out like <laughs> you can't get on the field like it is physically unsafe for you to be on the field and doing anything so monday and tuesday uh we went in the morning um it really really dark out at 6 a.m but you know by about 6 20 it, it's starting to lighten up it's kind of funny to see all our coaches out there they got their lights on on their phone looking at their practice script getting all their drills set up <laughs> Um, today, so yeah, we play on Friday. So I wanted kids to get back on a somewhat normal sleep schedule. So we didn't go in the morning today. We, um, we stayed inside, uh, watched some film, did some walkthrough stuff. And, uh, tomorrow due to heat, um, we'll be indoors again. And, you know, I could tell the guys, you know, we, we can't really control the weather, but, uh, you know, we focus on what we control and we just adjust and adapt to what they give us. So I know, I know all the, I know all the football teams in Lincoln and around the state are having to deal with the same thing right now. Um, so it's going to be interesting on Friday night to see, <laughs> see how that plays out. And we're back out, back out in the heat. Do you guys practice on the basketball court then, or just have meetings um, or. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we got volleyball in season right now and, and oh, yeah. when it's really hot yeah. out softball, they got hitting cages and stuff in the practice, in our practice gym, our auxiliary gym. So all the, all the sport coaches are great about working together. Um, our, all our volleyball teams are uh, going to Norfolk tomorrow to play volleyball. So, yeah, we'll practice in the in the gym tomorrow with with them gone. Nice. And then I, back in my day, back man, I think I'm only 29, so I don't know how it's back in my day. But back a couple years ago, I always remember two a days. Are two a days non-existent now in high school football? Please say yes. No more yeah, two a days. They're, they're basically gone. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, we know with the protocols in place, um, the first week of practice, you, you're, you can only go one time. You can have, uh, uh, like a morning walkthrough or as long as it's like, uh, you know, helmets only there's restrictions on equipment for these walkthroughs. So I just like kicking tees and footballs is all you can have. Um, and it's gotta be, um, you gotta have three hours in between walkthroughs and a regular practice. Um, after the first week, you technically could do a two a day, but most schools are in session at that point in time. So I don't think really anybody does, gotcha. but, uh, if you, if you do choose to do, uh, two a days during that second week, it's, it's, it would be like every other day. So you could, so you wouldn't be able to go two days in a row of two a days. Gotcha. What, what are the hour restrictions when, when the, when the kids get in school, is there a certain amount of time that you can practice each week or how does that work? Um, I don't think there's certain restrictions. Um, there's guidelines in place. Um, we, so we've never, so at Southwest, we've never had a problem with that. Like we keep it to two hours. So yeah, there are some in place. I don't know them off the top of my head because we never come close to <laughs> reaching those with how we practice. This is my kind of coach right here. You get in, get all your business done, take care of it, and don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I missed. That. I graduated in 2018, and we had two a days. You had two a days. Yeah, all oh. the way up to freshman through senior year. So it must happen after 2018. That or uh, who knows <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> I, I, I still cringe a little bit thinking about going back for that second practice. Oh yeah. Those Southeast coaches, I don't think they watched the weather bowl ball that much when I was in high school. But, hey, nothing against Coach Mazursky. He had, he had a fine career. So, All right, Grant, well, what we'll do is we'll throw it to break right now, and then we'll come back, and we'll start talking a little bit more about your team this year. That works Sounds for good. You. All right, perfect. We'll throw it to break. This is the Wide World of Ralph on 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back to the Wide World of Ralph. 